Welcome back, listeners, to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and this week, talking with another one of Somerville's finest attorneys, we have Jamie Mattingly as our guest on the show. Jamie, welcome. Thanks. Good morning. Very yeah, good morning. We, it's, <laughs> it's, it's early. I missed all the traffic getting here. We're at your uh, North Somerville office yes. here. You work at the Suttles Law Firm. I do. And what, but I know that not all attorneys do the same thing. You they are all correct. have the same, they all have the same license. It's just like in real estate. Every real estate agent has the same license, but not every agent does the same thing. What, what type of law do you specifically focus on? So what I enjoy most doing mm-hmm. is estate planning and um, business planning um, okay. and a little bit of a uh, probate. Okay. So, and we do real estate here. I enjoy that too because I know y'all have y'all have. It's kind of like one stop, almost one stop shop. Yeah. For anything, uh, attorneying related. There was a couple years ago where, um, I w- we were working a a real estate deal, and Brent had to put on his litigation hat to write some strong letters. He's good at that. And honestly, he made more money out of that deal than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but how did you how did you get started? You know, what's your story and how you got to be an attorney? How'd you get to where you are now? You want me to start at the beginning? Well, you know, it's only a 45-minute or 30-minute podcast, so (laughs) we might not have time for the beginning. I was born at an early age. (laughs) But what what got you started Um, in law? So I guess it just, it was one of those things as a kid, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. I was one of those at eight. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Nice. Uh, I knew I wanted to be an attorney. I knew I wanted to help people. Um, of course, I didn't know what type of law, right. but um, I knew I wanted to be an attorney. Wow. That is, that's early. <laughs> Not many people, well, actually a lot of people at eight know what they want to do when they grow up, but usually right. it doesn't happen. I'm yeah. going to be an astronaut. A rock I'm star. A yeah, you yeah. know, all those things. They play the game of life and they're like, oh, the doctor makes the most money. That's what I'm going to be when I grow up. Exactly. <laughs> so where'd you go to law school? Uh, I went to Charleston School of Law, right downtown Charleston. Nice. Yeah. How long has that school been here now? Is it like 10 years already? I think it's over 10. Okay. Because it it, uh, it was here when I moved home to Somerville, which was about seven years ago. So it it was been here for a couple years before that. Yeah, I think it started in the early 2000s. Okay. So. Wow. I think. Law school, literally in our backyard. Well, I'm using literally in the figurative sense. Yes. In our backyard, an hour drive away, depending on what time you get I was about to say, with the traffic, 35. (laughs) So when did you, what did you do before law, anything before lawyering or just you went to undergrad school? I went went to to Charleston School of Law. You got it. You you, uh, interned a couple places, Um, I assume. Is that how lawyering works? Well, typically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went to the Citadel. Okay. And graduated from there, got married uh, that summer, and then started law school in the fall. Wow. Just right on track. I knew what I wanted to do. There you go. Uh, you had a plan and you stuck with it. I did. How'd you connect with Suttles, this, this firm um, here in Somerville? <laughs> so actually, him and I were doing our 403s. And I'm sure that means something to somebody. So we were, you have to go to and watch <laughs> court to appear in court, right? You, to okay. actually, yes. So... We were, I was doing that. You go and observe, like, oh, okay. Oh, what to do and what not to do. What to do, what not to do. You know, I I was actually in a civil hearing last week at not, we were 
uh, with our property management company, we unfortunately we had to evict somebody mm-hmm. that just they hadn't paid rent in months. And it was interesting sitting. I was just observing as our property manager was, you know, pleading the case yeah. on behalf of our owners. But oh my goodness, I was like, court is like parents for grownups because uh, the property manager was talking, and then the tenant started to say something, and the judge, oh, it, bam, yes, like she dropped. She almost literally dropped the hammer. She didn't actually bang the gavel. She said, "Excuse me, excuse me, it's not your turn to talk." Yeah, it can be it can be Ooh. very intimidating. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um I can see a lot of value in just like, okay. Oh, don't do that. I'll right? make sure I don't do that. I yeah. don't want to get my hand slapped. Wow. Exactly. So we were um we ended up both there watching a family court hearing mm-hmm. and um we're striking up a conversation. He was the only other a young attorney, Probably a very new quiet attorney. Conversation. <laughs> and um and we just kind of kept in touch mm-hmm. and then the opportunity opened up itself and here i am here you are and how yeah. long have you been with this firm uh i started oh you you uh, joined subtles right out of school no actually i worked a couple different places okay um doing the same really things mm-hmm. um i initially was working with melvin williamson down okay. on trolley road doing learning estate planning and probate and all of those things I love to do. Mm-hmm. And then um, I worked at a real estate firm for a short while and um, an estate planning opportunity opened up on Mount Pleasant. Well, I don't know if, well, yeah, Mount Pleasant from here in the early morning is like an hour Forget and a half it. both Forget ways. Yeah. So after spending uh, three hours every day for a year and this opened up, so... Here and I am. you live right here in Somerville. Yes. <laughs> like yes. now it's now it's a fifteen minute drive. Yes. Without traffic. Yes. Twenty minutes if someone got in an accident. Hey, somewhere. thirty minutes <laughs> when I drop my girl off at daycare. Like it's yeah. Still way better. Yes. Way better. Yes. You know, it's the the thing that I most respect about attorneys is the times that I have interfaced with the legal system and they haven't been bad. You know, I, my photo is not up on a wall anywhere. <laughs> But don't I serve have, this guy. Right. <laughs> it's when it comes to the law, I mean, it really is black and white. It's like, what does the law say? And did you follow the law? And if you didn't, sorry, this is what the law says. You didn't follow the law. This is the consequence. Like, period. I it's, think that's a fair, yeah. Well, and the thing is, I think that. Most people have the concept that attorneys are just, you know, criminal defense attorneys or slip and fall litigation attorneys, you know, accident attorneys, you know, George Sink, call whatever his phone number is. It's all nines or something. Yes. Because they're the ones who advertise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to appeal to who you're trying to get in front of. Yeah, exactly. But there are so many more spaces in someone's life where you legitimately need an attorney. Yeah. Because there are laws that govern things that most people don't even know about. Yes. Until it's too late. Yes. It's like when you need an attorney, probably it's too late to have already learned what you should have done. Yes, definitely. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And so, you know, I'm going to get off my high horse. (laughs) But I'm a big fan of listeners. If you don't know an attorney that you have their, if you don't have a relationship with an attorney that you have their cell phone, like, oh, this is my attorney friend that I can call and ask questions. Find one. 
I'm sitting with one right here. Well, Jane. and you know, yeah. uh, I find that in all kind of fields, you oh, know, yeah. you like to have your pocket of, um, people who know that field well, mm -hmm. and you can call them. My dad's an electrical engineer. So if anything goes haywire, I call him. I'm like, Hey dad, um, I don't know why the lights are not on, but what does the breaker box look like? <laughs> and how do I know what, you know, how, what do I do? Right. Cause I don't know. Right. So, I mean, my water heater is gas and the pilot light went out and my dad knows about that kind of, again, call mm -hmm. Hey dad. Um, and he goes, well, is, I was, is it electric? Is it gas? I, I don't know. And he was like, well, is there a, pipe coming out the top and I'm like yes and he's like okay well it's gas and I was like cool that's so cool you know that how do I get this thing to work so because it's cold and even if it's not cold we need hot water yeah yeah having having experts in their field in your network and I, I like to define a network as who will answer the phone when you call definitely or because you know, not everybody can actually answer the phone but who will call you back when they have a break to say, hey, what's going on? You okay? Or, hey, I got your message. That's great news. Whatever it is. Agreed. So looking at your expertise in your field of law. Which expertise. Is, well, you know, everybody's an expert at something. No. <laughs> you being an attorney are a far greater expert than most regular folks. And when it comes to estate planning, it's a big deal. I mean, I've worked with folks just in my field. I've worked with clients who... Things almost went super sideways. I've had clients die in yes. the middle of a transaction. I've had clients without wills. I've had clients with wills. It's, it can be a big mess when that stuff is not planned for appropriately. Agreed. And I'm just, I'm a huge, I'm a huge proponent of what I call the family four-pack. Will, durable power of attorney, healthcare, power of attorney, and living will. You know, the, I mean, that's what I call it, the family four-pack. But anyways... As, as, you know, seeing what you, doing what you do day in and day out, you've seen way more than most folks. You see like, these are the mistakes that people make. And what is some piece of advice that you can give folks from your background to help them live better or feel better about what they're doing in life? Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. I mean, we are Somerville advice givers. So... Let's give some advice. So I guess my disclaimer, ladies and gentlemen, this does not create an attorney client relationship. Just FYI. Yes. This is good advice, but talk with the actual attorney to get anything done. I don't recommend legal zoom. Talk with an actual attorney here in town. All and right. I'm not a certain uh, <laughs> specialist or an expert. I'm just someone who loves to do this type of law. That's, there we go. Yeah. Secondary go. level disclaimer right there. <laughs> Um, so firstly, plan, mm -hmm. just plan, just do it. Just go plan. Cause I don't know anybody who ever said, well, Hey, I wish I hadn't planned my vacation. <laughs> hey, I wish I hadn't planned what I was going to have for lunch. Right. Uh, you know, so why would you plan your vacation, plan your lunch, plan your meals every week, mm -hmm. do all of that, but not plan for, for death. Like the single thing that you know without a doubt, is going to happen. Yes. Right. I mean, I just... I plan for... I plan to have a car... I mean, I'm planning for the time when I have a car accident and it's not my fault. Right, I yeah. have a dash insurance. cam in my truck. Well... <laughs> and I have, I have, you know, I have a dash cam, I have insurance. I'm trying yeah. to protect myself from an incident which may never occur. Exactly. And that's something that may... And But, yeah, it's it's the one thing we're granted, unfortunately. It's, right. It's the... Uh, why not plan for the eventuality of death? 
when you plan for everything else. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I think that part of it, I think, is the human nature of just the unknown of death or the fear of death, whether you are following Jesus, whether you're following Buddha, whether you're not following anything, like at the end of the day, it's like there's still this kind of physical reaction. Like, I don't want to die. Sure. Yeah. I want to keep on living. And I, so I'm not going to think about how to plan for it. And I think a lot of people think it's almost like signing your death note. Like it's right. okay. I've planned now I'm going to die. Now it's over. Right. Well, no, like you're planning so that the people you leave behind are taken care of. And they can deal with mm-hmm. whatever you leave them. It's hard enough to lose somebody. Yes. Even when everything is planned for. Yes. Yes. Why add the stress of them having to sort through everything? Exactly. To that. Honestly, I think like the plan really preserves your relationship with those you leave behind. Yeah. Because honestly, the last thing I want to do is sort through a legal mess that my parents leave. It's like... It's no surprise that you're going to die. At some point, everybody does. Yes. So why did you just leave all this for me? Exactly. And that bitterness and anger and irritation, I don't want that. And I've, I've leaned, my parents, they have a plan. They're, you know, that's not going to happen with me. I don't want that to happen to my kids. Yeah. I don't want my kids to be bitter at me. Exactly. Posthumously. For not... Whatever the word is. Posthumously. Yes, I think I that's th- it. I think, I think I pronounced it correctly that Post-death. time. Post-death. Yeah. When I'm gone, yeah. I don't want them to be, they'll, they'll be mad at me enough that I just am gone. Yeah. I, I mean, don't want you know, to add all the, the layer of the anger, frustration, stress that goes along exactly. with losing that close loved one. Why not give them some guidance? Give them your last words. Tell right. them what's important um, so that they're not left up a creek without a paddle. Because mm-hmm. the law is very specific about what happens when you die if yes. you don't have, if you haven't spelled it out. And interestingly enough, I learned this moving here from Texas, that really you need to know what the state law is yes. about this stuff. Because yes. it's not just, oh, yeah, I have, a, I have a yellow legal pad here with me, and I'm just going to write out what I want to happen with my stuff. Exactly. It's like, mm, nope, that ain't going to fly in South Carolina. You need to know what the law says, or you need to talk with somebody who knows what the law is. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree completely. So, anyway, uh, plan, yes, plan. What, what documents do you see in your field that people need to have as they plan? Um, I definitely think uh, will is number one because usually, no, not usually when you need that, you're gone. (laughs) I can't do anything about it. They come to me and they can't find your will. If the day comes and you need it, no, the day is coming. The The day day is coming. coming. And when you need it, you're no longer here to do it, Mm -hmm. right? You're, Mm -hmm. you're in the ground, uh, spread it. You're not here. Right. So, um, a will definitely number one, number two, um, I think a healthcare power of attorney. Um, now talk a little bit more about that. Cause everybody's familiar with the will, you know, last will and Testament, we see it on TV, movies everywhere, but yes. what's a healthcare power of attorney? Um, so that is where you make those last, uh, those, um, living will decisions, mm-hmm. uh, to, withhold life support to um, donate organs. It it gives somebody the power to make decisions on your body once you're no longer able to. Once you're you're in a coma, um, you're not dead, but you're, you know, your brain activity is There's no coming back from wherever you are, whatever physical state you're in is like, there's no, you're not returning. Right. And so you're giving the power to somebody to make those, Mm -hmm. those hard decisions. 
And I think it's important because that is in writing. Yes. I was at a continuing ed just this past week and they were talking about how in any conversation, any decision you make with in this field, like make sure you have a paper trail. Yeah. Because six months after the fact, nobody will remember a phone call. And then <laughs> nobody remembers the conversation. Yeah, nobody's going to remember the conversation. And also people are going to change what they thought that conversation was mm-hmm. to whatever they want it to be. Right. And so when not only uh, is it good to have that, but you're appointing that one person. So the family can, you know, it, it doesn't really matter what right. Aunt Susie thinks, um, mom or dad thinks. It matters what your spouse or whoever you appointed says, right. this is what they wanted. This is what I'm doing. And this is how I'm going to do it. And it makes it so that, I mean, people are still going to get mad. Oh, yeah. But like, look, this is not my decision. Right. I have it in writing from great grandma. Right. On what she wanted. Exactly. So this is not me making this decision. This is me carrying out her decision. Completely. So I, we're all upset. Right. But let's be upset that she's gone. And, and not upset at each other for having to make right. those tough decisions. We don't have to fight with each other. Exactly. Because even though we may disagree, it's not our decision. Exactly. Yeah. Healthcare yeah. power. What, what's some other documents that people should look at when they plan? So, so I guess will, um, healthcare power of attorney, a durable power of attorney to me is important. Mm-hmm. That's that financial document that gives someone a fiduciary duty power to deal with your assets. Right. So it allows them if you're unable, unwilling, just need somebody else to do it for you. They can go take care they of. They have the legal authority to sign your name. Exactly. Which is a big deal. A huge deal. Because in, in my industry, I deal with documents all the time and if someone's not there to sign their name, you got to have somebody who is legally authorized oh, yeah. to sign for them. Otherwise, you can't do it. Exactly. And I think a durable power of attorney, most people think of a will like, I need a will. Right. Because I'm going to be gone. Right. But what happens if you're just incapacitated for a few weeks and something's going on, you, you're buying your dream house, something goes sideways, you're going to survive. Yes. But... You cannot sign your name. Exactly. You need someone who has the legal authority to do that. Yes. And then, you know, if you don't have it before, if you don't plan. It's too late. Yeah. It's too late. You can't do anything about it. (laughs) Oh, well. And I tell you, for me, as someone who deals with these documents Mm -hmm. and that stressful home buying situation, that is one of the most gut-wrenching, heartbreaking Mm. situations is when I get to the table and I've got that bad news. I've got a, hey, you don't have a will, so we're going to have to do X, Y, Z. Right. Hey, you don't have this power. Hour, so we're going to have to, and it just, it seems like in real it estate, hurts. it would show up often. Oh yeah. Because somebody passes away. They may not have had their estate set up correctly for the house. It has to go through probate or they don't have a will. And then the state has to decide who gets the proper, you know, all sorts yeah, of things. It just, I mean that it exacerbates the situation needlessly. Yes. And, and it's, it's, it's probably way more expensive. Yes. Yes. To go through totally. like, even just, let's, I mean, what does a will cost for someone to get a will? I mean, it, it it can be relatively inexpensive compared to yeah. what happens on the back bucks. end. Yeah. I mean, I on mean, the most expensive side, I'm thinking like, what, $500 would be a really intense Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I sure. Mean, just, let's say you spend $500 on a will. Well, if you don't have one, it could cost thousands of dollars. Yes, yes. After the fact. Because you have to, if you don't have one and you're trying to sell real estate, yeah. you have to go to court. Right. You have to get an order. And you when have you go to, to court, that means attorneys. Yes. So you're paying some attorney to show up in court yeah. for you. On the back end instead of on the front end just to get someone to draft mm-hmm. something up saying what you want to right. happen. Yeah. So, you know, 
they always say, you know, you plan ahead and it's going to cost less. You go to the dentist every six mm-hmm. months and hopefully you don't get any cavities. Whereas Spend if you $5 don't, on a second key, put it in a hideaway, yes. and then you don't have to spend $100 on a locksmith exactly. to come pick your locks. Yes, preventative measures. Exactly. Awesome stuff. Okay, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. What, what okay. you got next? So learn to ask for help. That's mm. my second part of it. I think that can go throughout your entire life with yeah. everything that you deal with, but um, especially with estate planning, it sh- shouldn't be something you do for yourself because <laughs> right. that is disastrous. <laughs> that, I mean, you talk about heart dropping, uh, come in here with something that you did yourself and I go, oh, well, the probate court's not going to recognize this. So you might as well right. not have done it. Yeah. Like all that, all that hundred hours you spent <laughs> drafting all these documents. Good exercise, yeah. but sorry. But it's not executed correctly right. or it's not, yeah. I mean, so just learn to ask, talk to someone and let them ask those hard questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I recommend with, with friends that I know who are moving to South Carolina, I always encourage them like, hey, you, if you have a will from Michigan, Texas, Ohio, wherever, yeah, like just show it to a South Carolina attorney to make sure nothing needs to change. Yes. You might not need to get a new one, but you won't know unless you ask. Right. Just make sure it's executed correctly. When it comes to the law, everybody needs help. Yes. Just period. Yes. Talking about the law, you need help. Um, Yeah. I just, it's, yeah, just learn to ask for help Mm -hmm. because I'm going to ask those questions too that you didn't think about. Right. Those contingencies, those things that, and it happens all the time. I get people who are like, they're like, oh, um, I didn't think about that. Right. And I'm like, of course you didn't. This isn't your job. <laughs> because death is only going to happen to you once. Yes. I see. I mean, it's only going to happen to you also, Jamie. Once. once. But, it's like, but you see all the different options that happen on a regular basis. Yes. Yeah. And it, yeah. So just ask for help. Get somebody, get somebody who actually knows what they're looking at mm-hmm. and to help you plan accordingly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very um, important. Yeah. I just... All aspects of life. And, and, then, and then what should someone do once they've asked for help? They're planning, asking for help. How can they continue along? I think it should be something, you know, w- with an estate plan, mm-hmm. like everything else. It's something you break out, you check on. You, you take mm, your car in and get yeah. the car checked on, right, at so many miles. I just miles. Have my oil changed. Yeah. Right. So pull your, pull your plan out. Make sure it's still applicable. Make sure those people are still here, alive, and who you want to get what you, you left. Have you moved? Does yeah. the house no longer, is the address wrong? Exactly. On the property you're talking about? Exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, and... When it's not, when, you know, you've let it sit for 30 mm-hmm. years and I break it out and it's, sure, I can do this. It might not be the what you The person that you identified as the guardian of your children, that person died 10 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's so. Oh, yeah, Uncle John, he, uh, yeah, that's, we need to change that name. Yeah, and I'm going, <laughs> well, I wonder why they didn't name a backup. Because right. somebody, if they had gone to somebody who does it instead of drafted themselves, mm-hmm. I, I would have said, hey, do you have a backup? Do you want to name a couple backups? Because right. what if something happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Reviewing it is critical because life changes. You're exactly right. It does. Keep going. This is great stuff. Okay. So, well, three. So review it. That yeah. was, yeah, that was three. Um, review it. Break it out because it. Changes, like we said. I mean, and it it hurts when you break it out, and it's not what it. You know, that kid was left out, and hopefully you didn't do it yourself, and didn't, 
you know, plan not to have any more kids and then you have another one and they're not in it and that's just catastrophe or you get remarried or, you know, some, someone passes oh, away. Yes. I mean, review it, break it out. Make sure that the people, the players in the ball game is that are the actual ones you mm-hmm. want on the field. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it's not, this is not a once and done thing. No, it should be a, it's more of a mindset. Yes. And the paperwork and the documents just help you clarify what your expectations are on paper. But as those yes. things change, yeah, yeah review is and, and just as critical as the plan. I mean, it's not one of those things like you shouldn't go around thinking about death every day or, you know, that's not. I shouldn't but, have my death file in my truck with me? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I mean, you know. <laughs> it's in my file cabinet at home. Don't worry, listeners. Yes. I'm not that morbid. Fire, fireproof safe <laughs> in your home that you can take with you if you evacuate for a hurricane, right? right. Exactly. Right. Yes. Because that's where we keep our estate plans safe and sound. Um, but no, just review it, break it out, make sure it's applicable mm-hmm. because when it's not, it gives me heartburn as, and it's going to really cause your family heartburn and yeah. heartache and, they don't need that. and then they don't have you to talk to because you didn't do what you were supposed to. And now they're angry, you know, just mm-hmm. review yep. it, update the, it. The, all these points, they all tie in together. You yeah. Can't just, you can't just do one of them and not do the others. What's, what's Definitely. your next one? I see, I see, so, I see like 25 <laughs> different points on your, no, not that many. What's so, next? Um, talk about it. Talk about it. Oh my yes. goodness. Talk about it. It's not a fun conversation. It's not. Um, but if you're open about it, I think it isn't as traumatizing. It's not as traumatizing when I'm laying in the hospital bed and I'm dying and I've told everybody I want to just go. Everybody can be on the same page. Right. There's no aunt Sue. There's no mom. There's no dad saying, don't do it. Right. My husband goes, this is what she wanted. It's, it's over. She doesn't want to live this way. Just let's, right. And, and so that's a hard conversation, but it's, it's okay. You know, you say talk about it. I, I remember, <clears throat> I remember the last time I saw my grandmother and she wasn't doing well. And I was living in Texas at the time. We had come home for Christmas back to summer. I was doing youth ministry out West, come home with my wife and my son, William. We only had William at the time. And my grandmother knew that she was dying and she wasn't long for this world. And she told me, she said, Yaden, when I go, don't come back for the funeral. Don't spend your resources to fly back just to sit in church for an hour and watch them put my, my ashes in the ground. Like, don't do that. Right. You have, you have a family. You have your own life. Use your resources to move forward with life. And that's, that wasn't the last time I talked with her, but that was the last time I saw her because she passed away about four months later in the spring. But I had peace. It was yeah. like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going back. This is what my grandmother did not want me to use resources that I needed for my family. Definitely. To, you know, $500 on a plane ticket, whatever else it would cost. She's like, I was a poor youth minister. It was all I could do to get back to South Carolina once a year to see my family. And that was such a blessing for me that she released me from that internal pressure, which I know I would have had. Definitely, yeah. And, you know, nobody in my family thought any less because I didn't come back home for the few. She's like, you know, Grandmama didn't want Yaden. I mean, it's not that she didn't well, want me no, here. Well, no, but... It's like, yeah, know, no. It's like I she mean, said, no, you have, you have better things to do with your life. Remember me now 
and move on. And Definitely. You know, talking about that stuff is, again, I mean, it is just as important as having the plan. Yes. Just as important as reviewing it. Yes. Because all you do is write it down and nobody knows what's exactly. written down. You're like, hey, I did my uh, yeah. estate planning. It's, it's in like, my safe. It, it, it's not like in the movies where you show up and there's the video. Like, if you're watching this, I'm dead. Exactly. Surprise. Here's what's happening with all my assets. It's yeah. Like, no, that's not... That doesn't work in real life. Exactly. And it's not, the attorney doesn't show up in a black suit with the, <laughs> yeah. and unrolls the will in front of the family. Let's and, read it out loud. Yeah. No, no, that does not happen. And so. Talking about it ahead of time. Yeah. Because oh it, it, it relieves so much stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Whew. Okay. Right. Sorry. I'm yeah. Good. All right. Uh, number five. What do you, last one. Last one. All right. Just live. Live. Just live, live life. I mean, because it does. It happens. Um, I get so many people. It just it it happens. Mm -hmm. Death. It's and then it's over. Yeah. So you gotta, as cliche as it sounds, live life to the fullest. Dance in the rain. Mm -hmm. um, live and do things that make you happy. In one of my children's books, uh, it's it's one of the Winnie the Pooh books. Pooh and Piglet are having a conversation, and Piglet asks a question like, "Pooh, are we going to?" Are we going to die? And who has this, this unbelievable answer? He's like, yes, Piglet, one day we're going to die. But every other day, we're going to live. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I just, um, yeah. So just live and do it to the fullest as possible mm -hmm. every day. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh, deep breath. Sorry. Deep breath. That's what I'm here Listen, for. Listen, this is heavy stuff. Yeah. But really, the more we talk about it, the less heavy it is. The easier it is to talk about. Yes. If you wait until you're 70 to yep. talk about this with your children, that's going to be a really difficult conversation. Yeah, definitely. Because you, it could be one year, it could be 10 years. Talking about it with your family when you're 40 or 30 really is easier because, I mean, even, I mean, I could have an accident on the way home and yeah. it could all be over. Exactly. It's not, it's, I don't expect it to happen. When you're 75, no. it's like, hmm, I don't know how many years I have left. Because not that many people live to 100. Right. And you know, I mean, it's morbid as it sounds. Yeah. I think about that on a, you know, so many people, it, it ends so quickly, it's over. And then what do you want them to know? What do you want them right. to remember? And I think of it, you know, she lived good. She lived happy. She had friends. She had family. She lived to the fullest. And, you know, she did what she came here to mm -hmm. do. And just leave it at that. There's no and dress so, rehearsal. Yeah. There, yeah, there's no <laughs> dress rehearsal. And and so planning for it, talking about it, you know, and I'm not, like I said, it's not something you talk about every day, right. of course. But, um. You know, th that relieves some of the stress of that and, and some of that uh, they're gone and mm -hmm. the world is over Right. and now what do I do? Right. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Listeners, I, I cannot stress this enough. Figure this stuff out. Find an attorney. If you don't have an attorney, just look in the show notes. All of Jamie's contact information is there. Find someone to talk to yeah. to get this stuff done. And it's going to be hard, yeah. but that's why, um, you know, I, I'm an attorney, but I'm a counselor. As we say in F3, do hard things. Yeah. It's like, if it were easy, everybody would do it. Oh, yeah. So get this done. All right. We're going to keep moving forward. Okay. Get to some, get to some lighter stuff as we talk through the, with the final four, our final four questions. So question one is, 
when you pause from estate planning, when you pause from work, because yes. I know as an attorney, work goes, work follows you home. <laughs> but when you pause, what do you do for fun? What do you do to, to recharge? Uh, I spend time with my family. Mm. Um, I, I'm married. I have my husband, Grant, and we have a little girl, Cora. She's four and a half, and um, we spend a lot of time together. That's awesome. Um, they mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. So, and when we're together, we like to do new things. Um, my husband is a history buff. I'm the history appreciator. Um, this so, is a perfect part of the country to be a history buff. Yes, he um, he's a buff for sure. He knows way more about history than I could ever. But um, I like to go and do and see, and I can appreciate the um, the history. Nice. So it doesn't bore me. Like it, I know. <laughs> I love it. You can walk around Colonial Dorchester and appreciate the fort and that ruin. Yes. I'm like, people lived here and worked (laughs) here and died here and just. And he's like, well, here's how it happened. You know, and this year, this happened, this year, that happened. Like, okay. And he's like reading. Yeah. He's pouring over the signs. This historical marker got this wrong. That's not how it happened. Exactly. He's like, I read the book (laughs) and actually X, Y, Z. And I'm like. Cool. So uh, he's one of those actually of? people. <laughs> um, probably. Yes. <laughs> All right. So final four question. Number two, we'll keep on rolling in the next 12 months. What are you most looking forward to? Um, growing, growing professionally, personally. Um, it has been such a wild ride here at the mm-hmm. Settles law firm. Mr. Settles himself, Brent has pushed me, um, to do so many things I would have never done ever. Ever. And uh, so I've really enjoyed growing here and I look forward to growing more and becoming more of the helper, the planner, the attorney, the counselor that I can. Excellent. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. so many people do not look forward to growth. Uh, I, you know, because sometimes growth is painful. Oh, it's always painful. <laughs> my mom, growing up, my mom would always say, education is expensive. And she, doggone it, if she just is not absolutely correct. So sometimes growth is painful and expensive. I hope yours is neither. I, I, it's, I, <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number three, final four, question number three. Um, how can the audience, how can our listeners get in touch with you? All this is going to go in the show notes, so you don't have to spell anything out. Just where, so, where can we go? Uh, email. Email. Uh, I love email, jamie at settleslaw.com. Right. Or um, they can uh, call the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, and y'all are just on like subtleslaw.com? Is that your website? Yes. Do a search online, Subtles <laughs> Law Firm Somerville. They're right there. I'm a Googler. I uh, I don't save bookmarks. I actually got made fun of yesterday for that by the man himself, Mr. Subtles. He was like, why don't you have this bookmarked? And I was like, I like to Google it. Because I can just type it in the search bar and there it is well, in purple because I've gone there before. Yeah. And if they change the website or the address, then the bookmark doesn't work. But if I Google it every time, every time's a charm. I'll find it. That's right. Um, and if you call in, you get a live person. So, and usually if you ask for Jamie Mattingly and you're confident enough, uh, you get me directly on the I phone. I speak with Jamie Mattingly. May I ask who's calling, sir? This is Yaden. She's expecting my call. Oh, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. I'll put her right through. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She's like, Yaden who? What? <laughs> uh, all right. Question number four. What's a parting piece of advice you can leave with the listeners? Um, a parting piece of advice. Live contently Mm. live simply live fully that's good i guess because of all the 
the heartbreak, the death, the planning. Uh, like I said, just uh, live contently, live mm-hmm. happily. You can't take all that stuff with you. No. And so. Which is why you need a will. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, just. Live contentedly, live simply, live fully. Yes. Listeners, I don't know what else to say because that's just, that's worth this conversation right here. Live simply, live contentedly, and live fully. Also get a will. Uh, Jamie, thank you. Thank you for your time today. Of course. Thank I you for enjoyed the conversation. this immensely. Um, listeners, again, I'm just going to stress this because it bears repeating. If you don't have this family four-pack, will, healthcare power of attorney, durable power of attorney, living will, find an attorney here locally to get that done. It's not going to cost as much as you think it costs, I bet. And it will cost something, it's, yeah. but it's worth it. But it's worth it. It's totally worth totally it. Totally worth it. Why have all that insurance yeah. and not, you know, that life insurance, that all your investments and not mm-hmm. have something directed to Have it to in go. writing so that your expectations and wishes are clear. All right. So we, it's, been, it's been our pleasure to talk with Jamie Mattingly here at the Suttles Law Firm. We're right here on North Main Street in Somerville doing the interview. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Without you participating, we would not be here. It's because of you that we're here so we can spread greater good impact throughout Somerville. You've been listening to the Somerville Advice Givers podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Jaden Smith. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.